Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Acts 10, verses 34 through 43. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through, Christ, through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. Amen. Buenos días. Good morning. Eh, doy gracias a Dios y a ustedes por la oportunidad de compartir esta mañana la palabra del Señor. I'm thankful to the Lord and to you all for, for allowing me to share this morning uh, and to bring the word of God to you this morning. Como escucharon, eh, todo, todos me conocen como el Pastor Chucho. As, as you have heard, everybody knows me as Pastor Chucho. Pero en realidad ese no es mi nombre. But the truth is that's not my name. I mean, it's nickname, Chucho. It's, it's nickname, Chucho is his nickname. <laughs> es Manuel Jesús. My name is Manuel Jesus, or Jesus. Pero la es que me gusta mejor que me Chucho. But I, I prefer that people call me Chucho. Mi es Glory. Because my last name is Glory. Entonces, imaginan Jesus Glory. <laughs> Understand, it's a little awkward people call me Jesus Glory. <laughs> Bueno, me gustaba. I, me I, gustaba que me llamen Chucho. I, I liked, I liked that, they, that people would call me Chucho. Hasta que llegué aquí a la iglesia Esperanza. Until I came, came here to Esperanza Church. Porque en Esperanza hay muchas personas que son de Centroamérica. Because at Esperanza there are a lot of people that are from Central America. Y allá en Centroamérica a los perros les llaman Chuchos. And in Central America they call dogs Chucho. Oh, Y eso no ha sido una buena idea. So that's not been a good, a good thing for me. Porque ahora mi esposa cuando está enojada me llama. So when my wife's angry now she, she calls me like this. Like you'd call a dog. <laughs> well, si conocen un poco de la historia del cristianismo seguramente pueden recordar que en diferentes momentos de esa historia la iglesia se ha desviado de su propósito. If you know a little bit of history of Christianity, you know that in, at certain times the church has, has taken a detour, has gone off track from what its mission truly is. La iglesia ha olvidado su misión y se ha convertido en una fuerza política, en una fuerza económica e incluso militar. The church has sometimes lost sight of its vision and its mission has become a political force, a, an economic and even a military force. Es decir, se ha convertido en algo que no debe ser. That is to say it's converted or changed into something that it shouldn't be. Quisiera decirles que esta experiencia del pasado ha enseñado a la iglesia a no volver a caer ese error. I would like to tell you that this, this experience in our history 
uh, has kept the church from going down roads like that at, at this time. Desafortunadamente, no puedo decir eso. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Hoy mismo, la iglesia corre este mismo peligro. Even today, the church runs the risk of, of, of going away from the mission. Olvidar cuál es su propósito, cuál es su misión. Forgetting what our purpose is, what is our mission. Cuando eso sucede, significa que la iglesia se ha convertido en algo por aquello que no es lo que murió Cristo Jesús. And when that happens, the church becomes something uh, that is different from which Jesus Christ came and died. Y eso es el resultado de que muchas veces la iglesia ha dejado de escudriñar la palabra del Señor. And very often this is a result uh, of when a church stops seeking the truth of God in his scripture, in his word. Por eso estoy tan agradecido que hoy usted y yo como hijos de Dios, como discípulos de Cristo, como la iglesia del Señor, tenemos la gran bendición de poder abrir su palabra y recordar cuál es la misión de la iglesia, cuál es el propósito de ella. And, and so I'm very grateful that today you and I can open his word and as, and as God's children and as followers of Christ and members of the church, uh, we can see and remind ourselves what is his mission. El Señor Jesucristo al iniciar su ministerio declaró cuál era su propósito, cuál era su misión al dejar su trono allá en los cielos y venir aquí a la tierra. When Jesus uh, started his ministry, he declared what his purpose was. Uh, what, was the, what was the reason, the mission, he left his throne in heaven and came to earth. Leemos en Lucas capítulo 4, verso 18. We read in Luke uh, 4, 18, uh, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then later it says, He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. Cristo vino aquí a la tierra se hizo hombre con el propósito de proclamar la libertad a aquellos que estaban cautivos Christ became man he came down to earth uh, so that we could proclaim liberty to, uh, to the captives así que si ese es el propósito por el cual Cristo dejó su trono allá en los cielos este debe ser el propósito de nosotros la iglesia del Señor if the reason that Jesus came down was to proclaim freedom to, to those that are captive, that should also be our mission as, as members of the church. Este debe ser el compromiso de aquellos que nos llamamos discípulos de Cristo. That should be our commitment, those of us who call ourselves disciples or followers of Jesus. Nosotros debemos proclamar a los cautivos que en Cristo hay libertad. We should be proclaiming to the captives that in Jesus there is freedom, there is liberty. Pero cuando eso no sucede... Significa que nosotros hemos dejado de cumplir el propósito por el cual Cristo vino. But when that doesn't happen, that means we have left, uh, we have detoured from the mission that Jesus left us with. Cuando no anunciamos la libertad que Cristo compró con su sangre y confirmó con su resurrección, significa que hemos dejado de considerar lo que la palabra del Señor nos dice. So when we don't announce freedom to the captives, the freedom that Jesus bought with his blood and confirmed with his resurrection, means we have gone away from the mission that he left us with. Así que como hijos de Dios, discípulos del Señor, estamos llamados a proclamar la libertad que Cristo Jesús compró con su sangre. So as children and sons of God, we, are, we should be committed to follow his work and example and proclaim liberty to the captives. Y cuando hablo de la iglesia, no estoy hablando de la iglesia institucional, sino estoy hablando de la iglesia de usted y de mí. 
que somos la iglesia del Señor, el cuerpo de Cristo. When, I, when we talk about the church, I don't just mean the church as an institution, but you and I as, as followers of Christ, as, as the, uh, the body of Christ. Eso significa que cuando una iglesia institucional deja de proclamar la libertad de Cristo, es porque aquellos que son los miembros de la iglesia han dejado de hacerlo. So when we see that a church, the institution has stopped proclaiming freedom to the captives, it's because the members of the church, the people of the church have stopped doing that. Somos nosotros los creyentes los que debemos cumplir la misión que Cristo nos encomendó. It's, it's us, the believers, that should be completing this task that the Lord has left us with. Y precisamente en el pasaje que leímos allá en Hechos 10, podemos encontrar dos verdades que nos deben animar y desafiar a cumplir el propósito por el cual Cristo vino aquí a la tierra. And in this chapter that we read in Acts 10, we find two truths uh, that God has left us with for, for why we should be doing his, this mission. El, el primero de ellos lo podemos leer allá en eh, Hechos 10, versos 34 y 35. So looking at verses 34 and 35 of Acts 10. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. La, la primera verdad que espero que te anime a proclamar la libertad que hay en Cristo es esta. Dios no hace distinción de personas al ofrecer su libertad. And the first reason or the first truth that we see that I hope will uh, encourage you to, to be on this mission is that God does not, uh, does not show partiality to anyone. Si conoces este capítulo de Hechos, seguramente puedes entender por qué Pedro dice esto. And if you know the, this chapter of Acts, you probably know why Peter says this. Pero si no has leído este pasaje, te animo que al llegar a casa puedas leerlo porque seguramente será mucho más fácil entender lo que hoy estamos hablando. But if you're not familiar with this chapter, I encourage you when you get home to read it and then it will probably open up a little bit more what this the meaning that we're going to find this morning. Cuando Pedro dice eso se encontraba en casa de un hombre llamado Cornelio. So we see Peter here in the house of a man named Cornelius. Este hombre era un centurión romano. He was a Roman centurion. Y dice la palabra del Señor que él era un hombre temeroso de Dios, al igual que toda su familia. And God's word tells us that Cornelius was a, a man that feared the Lord, he and his family. Pero pensar que tiene de extraordinario esto. Pedro era un eh, discípulo del Señor. Y lo que se espera es que los seguidores del Señor se reúnan con otras personas que sí que creen en Dios. So it might not seem that extraordinary or out of the ordinary that Peter, a man of God, is meeting with people that are also uh, fearful of the Lord. Sí, es cierto, pero al mismo tiempo no es así. That is true on one hand, and on the other hand, it's not true at all. Porque Pedro, como judío, había crecido con el conocimiento de la ley. Y este conocimiento de la ley le decía que no debía llevarse con los romanos. But Peter, as a, as a Jewish man, had grown up with the idea and the teaching that, that Jews should never have anything to do with Roman. Y no porque ellos los habían eh, conquistado en el momento en que esto sucede. And it wasn't because the Romans had conquered them. That's not the reason they were to, to stay away from them. Sino porque los romanos eran gentiles. But because the Romans were Gentiles. 
eran paganos y por lo tanto eran personas inmundas. They were pagans. They were, they were worldly people. Te das cuenta de que en realidad lo que estaba, que Pedro estuviese con estas personas era un asunto extraordinario porque estaba con personas eh, paganas, inmundas. So it's very out of the ordinary, very extraordinary that Peter is, is spending time with these pagan people. Ahora, ¿por qué estaba ahí? So, but why was he there? El pasaje que el de Hechos 10 nos dice que Pedro había tenido una visión el día anterior. We read in Acts that, that Peter had had a vision the day before. Pedro se encontraba en una ciudad llamada Jope y se estaba en el, orando al Señor. Uh, he was in the city of Joppa and he was praying to the Lord. En ese momento Pedro tiene una visión y en esta visión ve descender del cielo una sábana que estaba llena de diferentes animales. And in his vision he sees a, a sheet that is coming down from heaven and it's full of animals of all different kinds. Y escucha Pedro una voz que le dice, levántate, mata y come. And Peter hears a voice that says, get up, kill and eat. Pedro como un buen judío que amaba y respetaba la ley dada por Dios a su pueblo, responde, de ninguna manera, Señor, jamás he comido cosa impura o inmunda. And Peter, like a good Jew, says, by no means, Lord, I will never eat something that is, that is impure and unclean. Pedro, vuelvo a oír la voz que le dice, lo que Dios ha purificado, tú no lo llames impuro. But Peter hears that same voice say, what God has called pure, do not call impure. Esta visión, Pedro la ve repetirse tres veces. And Peter sees and hears this, this, uh, hears this voice three times. Y después de estas tres veces, Pedro comenzó a pensar, ¿qué significaba esto? So Peter starts to reflect on what, what does that even mean? Así que se encontraba reflexionando en esto cuando el Espíritu le dice que habían unos hombres en la puerta de la casa que habían venido a buscarle y que él debía ir con ellos. And while he's reflecting on this, he hears the, spirit, the, the voice of the Holy Spirit saying that some men had come looking for him. They were, they were at the door and he needed to go with them. Así que leemos en la palabra del Señor que Pedro hizo conforme el Espíritu le dijo y ahora se encontraba allá en casa de Cornelio. And we read in, in scripture that Peter did what the, the Spirit told him and that's why, that's where we found him here in the house of Cornelius. Y escucha a este hombre decir que él había tenido una visión en la cual un ángel le decía que debía mandar por Pedro a una ciudad que se llamaba Jope. And Peter hears from Cornelius that he had a vision as well and in his vision the angel told him you need to send for this man named Peter and he's in Joppa lo cual este hombre hizo and he, he obeyed the voice in his vision y ahora estaba Pedro reunido con personas que, con las cuales no debería reunirse so we find Peter in a meeting with people that he had no business meeting with y es este el contexto en el cual Pedro dice ahora comprendo que en realidad para Dios no hay favoritismos. And it's in this context that we, that we hear Peter say, truly I understand that God knows, shows no partiality. En ese momento, Pedro entendió la visión que había tenido. Y había comprendido que el mensaje de libertad era para todas las personas. So this is the moment Peter finally understood the, the, the teaching that he had heard from the Lord. That God shows no partiality. Pero no debemos ser tan duros con Pedro. 
but we shouldn't be so hard on Peter. Pensando, ¿cómo es posible que no hayas entendido esto? How could he not know that the, that the message he's supposed to preach is for everyone? Porque para todos nosotros hoy es muy fácil entender esto. Because for us here today, it's, we, it's pretty easy for us to know that, right? Pero Pedro había crecido bajo el conocimiento de la ley dada por Moisés. But Peter had grown up under the, under the teaching of the law of Moses. Escuchando que ellos eran el pueblo escogido de Dios. El pueblo de las bendiciones de Dios. Y por lo tanto, todos aquellos que no eran judíos, eran gentiles. Y Dios no les había dado su bendición. And he grew up under the teaching that he was, uh, that the Jews were the people of God. They were chosen by God. They were blessed by God. And believing that God had rejected the, the Gentiles. Y no solo eso, sino que no debían reunirse con ellos porque había el peligro de ser contagiados por ellos. And not only that they were re, uh, rejected by God, but that the Jews shouldn't mix with them because they didn't want to be, uh, to catch what they had. Con sus creencias que los apartaban de Dios. They, don't want, they did not want to be contaminated by their, their beliefs in God or lack of. Y aunque los judíos sabían que Dios había hecho la promesa a Abraham de que él sería bendición para todas las naciones la realidad es que no entendían de qué manera even though they knew that God had promised Abraham that he uh, would be a blessing to all the nations they, Peter and the others had never understood what they meant what God meant by that pero ahora Pedro comenzaba a quitársele la venda de los ojos y comenzaba a entender de qué manera el cumplimiento de la promesa de Dios se estaba dando. And the, the veil was lifted from Peter's eyes in this moment and began to see the, how the promise of God was to go out. Y por eso estaba él en ese momento delante de Cornelio, de su familia y de sus amigos. Gente diferente a ellos dispuestos a escuchar el mensaje que Pedro les tenía. And that's why we find Peter with Cornelius, with his family, people ready to listen, but people that did not look and act like him, but they're ready to hear the word of God. Pedro entendió que Dios estaba rompiendo el paradigma con el cual él como judío había crecido y en el cual había creído. Peter was realizing that God was breaking the paradigm, the Jewish paradigm that he'd grown up under and that he was... Uh, He believed. Dios no hace distinción de las personas por su nacionalidad, recursos económicos, nivel social o cultural. God does not make distinction. He does not show partiality to someone because of their race, because of their socioeconomic status. Dios no hace distinción de lengua, de color de piel, de estatus social, condición migratoria. Todas las personas deben escuchar el Evangelio de Cristo. God does not show partiality to uh, different languages, to different skin colors, to different uh, immigration status. Todos deben saber que hay libertad en Cristo y que Él la compró con su sangre. They need to know, everyone needs to know that, that there is freedom in Jesus Christ and that He bought that freedom with His blood. Estoy seguro que si pregunto eso aquí, de que si ustedes están de acuerdo con esta verdad, me dirán amén. I'm pretty sure that if I asked you if, you're, if you agree with that teaching, you'd say, you'd say amen. Amen? Seguros? Are you sure? Y si lo hacemos en otras iglesias, todos nos dirán, sí es cierto. And if we ask in other churches, they're going to say the same thing. Yes, it is true. 
El Evangelio de Cristo debe ser proclamado a todas las personas. The gospel of Christ should be proclaimed to, to every, every people. Porque Dios no hace distinción de personas. Todos deben escuchar que hay libertad en Cristo. Because God does not show partiality. Everyone should, be, should know that there is liberty and freedom in Jesus Christ. Pero si eso es así. ¿Por qué no tenemos más diversidad de personas en las iglesias? But if that is true, then why don't we have more diversity uh, worshiping together in our churches? ¿Te has preguntado eso? Have you ever asked yourself that? ¿Por qué generalmente tenemos iglesias para ciertos segmentos nada más de personas? Why do we have churches that are just for a, a specific segment of, of society? En México... Una creencia no enseñada pero practicada es que el cristianismo evangélico es solamente para los pobres. One a belief that we have in Mexico that we don't teach but we practice is that evangelical Christianity is for, is for the poor. Un ejemplo de esto es, es mi ciudad donde crecí, Mérida. In the, the city that I'm from, Mérida, it's a, it's a clear example. Esa ciudad tiene más de un millón de habitantes. There's more than a million people in our city. Y esa ciudad, mientras más al norte vivas, significa que eres más rico. And the further north you go, the further north you live, it shows how rich you are. Si vives más al sur, significa que eres más pobre. And if you live more to the south, you'll be poorer. Así que si tú pones un mapa y señalas en este mapa de la ciudad dónde se encuentran las iglesias evangélicas cristianas, sin importar la denominación, ¿sabes qué vas a ver? Que la, el 95% de las iglesias están en el sur de la ciudad. So if you took a map of our city and you put a dot where all the evangelical churches are, not worrying about denomination, but you would find that 95% of the churches are in the southern part of the city. Y el otro 5%, si están al norte, es muy probable que los del sur vayan allá. And the other 5%, if the churches that are in the north, they're probably full of poorer people from the south of the city. ¿Por qué sucede esto? Why would that be? Porque en México hemos creído esto. No sé cómo, no sé de qué manera, pero pensamos que el, el Evangelio de Cristo es solamente para la gente humilde. I don't know why it is, but for some reason in, in Mexico we have believed that and acted that the gospel of Christ is only for the poor. Para la gente que no puede ir a la escuela porque es más fácil que le laven el cerebro. Maybe because they, they can't study, they can't go to school, and so it's, it's easier to brainwash them. Cuando iniciamos la iglesia Shalom, que es de la iglesia de donde vengo, When we started Shalom Church that I, that I have come from, declaramos en nuestra visión que deseábamos alcanzar a gente, ni siquiera rica, gente de clase media y quizá media alta, profesionistas. One of the strategies we had that we, we said out loud was that we were going to reach the middle and upper, upper class, professional class. Y eso es lo que oramos y eso es lo que animamos a la gente. And that's what we were praying for, that's what we were encouraging uh, our our plant team to be praying for por la gracia del Señor y su misericordia comenzamos a alcanzar a esa gente and by the grace of God and his mercy we were able to reach those, that group of people gente eh, que quizá no va, va a otras iglesias comenzó a venir a esta people who, who possibly never had thought about going to a different church started coming to our church 
Y eso eh, lo gozamos, lo celebramos. And we were obviously very joyful and we celebrated that. Pero comenzó a pasar algo. But a couple things started to happen. Por un lado, las otras iglesias evangélicas comenzaron a decir, ah, Shalom es la iglesia de los ricos. On one hand, all the other churches, the evangelical churches, would look at us and say, that's, that's the rich people's church. Y sabes, dejamos de ser bendición para los que pensaban así. And we ceased to be a blessing for, for folks that thought that way. Y eso ya era triste. And that was, that was very sad, of course. Pero sabes qué fue lo más triste? But you know what else happened? Que algunas personas de nuestra iglesia comenzaron a creer esto. Some people in our church began to believe it as well. Que esta era la iglesia solo para aquellos que tenían una mejor eh, posición económica, que habían tenido por la bendición de la universidad y de tener mejores trabajos. That our church was, was really more for the folks that had had the blessing of being able to, to go to school and, and maybe get a better job. Y sabes, eso es muy triste porque that, en ese momento dejaron de ver a las todo el resto de las personas como la oportunidad para proclamar el mensaje de libertad. And that's extremely sad because in that very moment we they stopped seeing everyone else as an opportunity to share the gospel of Christ. Entiendo que como iglesias a veces declaramos ciertas visiones. I understand that as a church sometimes we need to declare a, a mission or a strategy. Porque no queremos cazar con, con escopetas, sino queremos hacerlo, hacerlo con un rifle. Maybe, maybe we don't want to hunt with a, with a shotgun. We want, to, we want to hunt with a rifle. Queremos alcanzar a cierto sector de la gente. Maybe we're trying to reach a specific sector of the, of the community. Pero ¿saben cuál es el gran peligro? But the great danger we risk there. Que al hacer esto, Dejamos de perder oportunidades de compartir el evangelio a personas que son diferentes a nosotros. We, we begin to lose the opportunity and the desire to look for opportunities to share the gospel with people that don't look like us. Y por eso tenemos en las iglesias, no tenemos tanta diversidad de personas. And I think that's part of the reason in our churches we don't have greater diversity of worshipers. Porque nosotros, la iglesia del Señor, Comenzamos a elegir a quién le predicamos el evangelio. Because you and I, as the church, begin to, to select specifically who we want to preach the gospel to. Y sabes, esto no es lo que, por lo cual Cristo murió. And you know, that's not what Jesus died for. Dios no hace distinción de personas al ofrecer su libertad. God, es, is, God does not show partiality to the, in the people that he offers uh, freedom to. Esto es lo que nos debe animar y nos debe desafiar al proclamar el Evangelio. That should encourage us, but should also challenge us as we proclaim the gospel. ¿Hay alguna falsa creencia respecto al Evangelio que quizá ustedes deben rechazar? Is there a false belief of the, of the gospel that you, that you hold that you need to reject? ¿Hay alguna práctica respecto al Evangelio que ustedes deben cambiar para que las iglesias, esta iglesia y quizá las iglesias de esa ciudad sean más sensibles a aquellos que son diferentes? Is there some practice that we need to, to push to the side or get rid of so that our churches are, are sensitive to, to all that need to hear the gospel of Christ? ¿Piensas que esta iglesia está lista para recibir personas que son diferentes a ustedes? Uh, do, you, do you believe that your church is ready to receive people that are different than you? ¿Sabes? Dios no hace distinción de personas al ofrecer su libertad. God doesn't make distinction. He doesn't show partiality when he, show, when he offers freedom. 
Pedro, después de haber comprendido que Dios no hace distinción de personas con su evangelio, comenzó a predicar a Cornelio y a su familia de cómo Dios había enviado las buenas nuevas a través de Jesucristo. So after Peter understood that God doesn't show partiality, he began to preach to Cornelius and his family and his, and his friends the freedom that we have in Christ. De cómo, Juan, de cómo Jesús, habiendo iniciado su obra en Galilea, después de ser bautizado por Juan, Jesus, when he began his ministry after being baptized by John the Baptist. Así que llegamos al verso 38 donde leemos. We look, we see in chapter, or verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went out, went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Al leer ese versículo, debemos, debemos estar escuchando la voz de Cristo al tomar para sí las palabras de Isaías respecto al por qué vino aquí a la tierra. When we read this, we should hear the voice of Christ uh, using the, the words of Isaiah for the, telling the reason he came to earth. El Espíritu del Señor está sobre mí y me ha enviado a proclamar la libertad a los cautivos. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. ¿Te das cuenta de a quién vino a liberar Cristo? Do you understand who Jesus came to free? A todos aquellos que están cautivos, presos por Satanás. All of those who are captive, all of those who are held prisoner by Satan. Y por eso nosotros debemos proclamar la libertad que hay en Cristo a todas las personas. For that reason, we need to be proclaiming the gospel of Christ, the freedom that there is in Christ to all nations. Porque todas las personas están cautivas por Satanás si no conocen el mensaje de libertad que hay en Cristo. Because all humanity is, is held captive by Satan if they've not been freed by the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Y es la otra verdad que espero que tú puedas guardar de esta mañana. And that's the other truth that I hope that you can, that you can hold dear this morning. El hombre sin Cristo está preso por Satanás le pertenece a Satanás. Man without Christ is held captive by, by Satan. Y sabes, hermano, Satanás es verdad, es real. Satan is real. No solamente se trata de las películas que vemos. It's not just like the, the movies maybe we see. Existe y está en este mundo y dice la palabra del Señor que es el príncipe de este mundo. He exists, he's in this world. The, the Bible tells us he's the prince of this world. Y la gente que no es libre, entonces está preso por Satanás. And, and people that are not free are held captive by Satan. Y nosotros como creyentes en Cristo, como discípulos del Señor, como la iglesia que somos, tenemos la oportunidad de rescatar a aquellos que están siendo presos de Satanás. And as free people, as followers of Christ, we have the opportunity to rescue those that are held captive. Hermanos, debemos comenzar a ver a las personas que están a nuestro alrededor así como Cristo las ve. And what you and I need to begin to see people that are around us just as Jesus sees them. Y el Señor solo ve dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Aquellos que ya son libres y aquellos que necesitan ser liberados de la opresión que Satanás tiene en, en sus vidas. And the Lord only sees two types of people. Those who have been freed and those who need to be freed from the, the chains and bondage of Satan. Y cuando hablamos de la opresión, no estamos hablando acerca de, de, de que están poseídas y haciendo cosas extrañas. We're talking about the, the, the oppression that they feel. We're not talking about just uh, possessions that we see being, being demon-possessed like you might see in a movie. Simplemente por el hecho 
de haber nacido, naciendo pecadores sin Cristo, esas personas están yendo derechito al infierno. Just the fact that we were born human and sinners is enough uh, for us to be headed straight for hell without, without God saving us. Y el Señor nos ha dado a nosotros, los que ya somos libres de oportunidad de proclamar la libertad que hay en Cristo Jesús. And the Lord has given us, those of us who have been freed already, the opportunity to proclaim this freedom that comes in Jesus Christ. ¿Cómo ves a las personas que te rodean? How do you see the people that are around you? ¿Las ves como Cristo Jesús? Do you see, see them the way Jesus does? Atrapados por Satanás. Trapped by Satan. Siguiendo sus deseos y, sus, y las pasiones que hay en ellos. Following their own passions and desires. ¿Sabes, hermano? El peligro de la iglesia de hoy es que es muy fácil ver a la persona externamente y ver que tiene necesidad de vestido, que tiene necesidad de comida, que tiene necesidad de techo. One of the dangers is it's very easy for the church to see someone outside of the church and see their need for clothing, see their need for uh, a roof, see their need for food. Y hacemos esto y nos preocupamos por esto. And we, and we want to meet that need and we want, we're worried about meeting that need. Y nos sentimos gozosos y satisfechos por eso. And we, and we are excited about meeting that need. Pero olvidamos que la necesidad más grande que tiene el hombre sin Cristo es de ser liberado de Satanás. But we forget that the greatest need they have is to be freed uh, by Jesus Christ from Satan. Por eso dejó Cristo su trono en los cielos. And that's why Jesus left his throne. Proclamar que hay libertad en él. To proclaim that there is liberty, there's freedom in him. Hace algún tiempo, cuando se podía salir a, a cenar con su familia. Not long ago, when you could still go out and eat with your family. Fuimos a, decidimos ir a cenar a, a Overton Square. We decided to go eat some, at some place in Overton Square. Mi familia se... Adelantó, fue antes que yo a este lugar. My family got there before I did. Y yo pues llegué posteriormente, estacioné el vehículo y, y como no sabía en cuál de todos esos restaurantes estaban, comencé a llamar por teléfono. So I parked the car and I got out, but I didn't know what restaurant they'd gone in, so I started calling them. Por alguna razón, no me contestaron. For some reason, they didn't answer me. Me estaban haciendo sufrir. Me estaban haciendo sufrir. <laughs> they were making me suffer a little bit. Así que me senté en una de las bancas que están allá en, en, en esa calle esperando que me, que me devuelvan la llamada. So I sat down on one of the benches there waiting for them to return my call. Y mientras que esperaba vi a un joven que comenzó a pasar de frente de mí una vez, otra vez, una tercera vez. And I, while I was sitting there I saw a young man who, who walked in front of me and then he passed by again and a third time he walked right in front of me. Así que como buen mexicano lo que hice fue agarrar mi cartera. So the first thing I did as a good Mexican is I put my hand on my wallet. Pero ese joven se acercó y a mí me dijo eh, buenas noches. Uh, but this young man came up to me and he said good evening. Y me pidió permiso para hablar conmigo. And he asked if he could talk to me. Entonces yo le dije lo siento no hablo no hablo inglés. He said, I'm sorry, I don't speak very much English. Oh, y él me dijo, oh, y, y por un momento titubeó, pero después me dijo, Cristo te ama. He, he stuttered for a second, and then he said, Jesus loves you. Y yo le dije, sí, lo sé, soy pastor. He said, I, I know, I'm a pastor. 
Así que él, cuando oyó eso, dijo, oh, y dijo, ah, qué bueno, ¿no? Qué bueno. He's, he's, uh, the young man said, oh, that's, that's great. Y me dijo, ¿puedo orar por ti? And he asked if he could pray for Pastor Chucho. Y le dijo, ah, sí, desde luego. Of course. Después de eso, en la noche, en la, estando en casa, comencé a pensar, ¿por qué ese joven me, me habló? I, later, when I got home, I started to just reflect on why that young man had, had spoken to me. <laughs> Solo el verme tenía que entender que yo era diferente a él. Just seeing me, he had to know that I was different than him. Él oyó que estaba hablando por teléfono y estoy seguro que escuchó que yo hablaba un idioma diferente. He heard me talking on the phone and I'm sure that he, under, he, he heard that I was speaking a different language. Pero eso no fue una limitante para él. But that did not limit him, that did not keep him. Se acercó y me habló. He came up to me anyway and he spoke to me. ¿Sabes por qué? You know why? Porque él me vio como Dios ve a las personas. Because he saw me as God sees, the pe as sees people. Pero eso de Satanás. Uh, a prisoner of Satan. Y que necesita ser liberado, necesita escuchar que en Cristo hay libertad. And someone who, who needs to be freed, someone who needs to hear that in Jesus there is freedom. ¿Sabes, hermano? Estar en, en este país, estar en la iglesia donde estoy ahora, Dios me ha mostrado esa verdad. Uh, being here in this country, being at Esperanza Church, God has showed me this truth. Porque aunque este lugar donde estoy, Está conformado por personas latinas que hablamos todos español. We're at church. We're almost all Latino people, and we speak the same language. La realidad es que somos muy diferentes porque los mexicanos, los guatemaltecos, los hondureños, los salvadoreños, los venezolanos, no somos iguales. But we're we're all very different. Mexicans are not the same as Guatemalans and and El Salvador and Honduras and uh, Venezuelan. Ellos no son tan guapos como yo. They're not as handsome as I am. Pero saben, hermanos, podemos estar juntos. Porque todos hemos experimentado la libertad que hay en Cristo. But we can be together because we've all experienced the freedom that there is in Christ Jesus. Y no solamente habemos latinos, hay un grupo de, de gringos que oiga, perdón, estadounidenses que forman parte de esta comunidad. And not just Latins, there's a group of gringos, I mean Americans that are there with us worshiping as well. Y juntos podemos celebrar aquel Señor que nos ha dado la libertad. And together we can celebrate the Lord that has given us our freedom. Así que agradezco profundamente a Dios. Haberme sacado de la comodidad de la iglesia donde estaba. So I'm so grateful to the Lord to have, for having brought me out of the comfort of the church where I was before. Para venir a mostrarme lo que es el evangelio. But to, to bring me here and show me another part of what the gospel is. Así que hermano, espero que no estés cómodo en esta iglesia. So brothers and sisters, I hope that you're not comfortable in this church. Porque debes sentir el peso sobre el, ti de la responsabilidad de ver a las personas cautivas por Satanás que necesitan escuchar el Evangelio. We need to feel the weight of responsibility to view people as God views them, that, as captives of, of Satan. Volviendo al pasaje de, la, de Hechos. Returning to Acts chapter 10. La Biblia nos dice que mientras Pedro proclamaba a Cristo, el Espíritu Santo cayó sobre esos gentiles y ese día fueron liberados de Satanás 
y su pecado. The Bible tells us that as Peter preached to these people, the Holy Spirit fell upon them and they, and they were freed. Pedro lo único que hizo fue proclamar a Cristo y la libertad que hay en él y Dios hizo. The only thing that Peter did was proclaim the freedom that is in Christ and God is the one that did. Le dio libertad a las personas así como lo sigue haciendo ahora. Dios utiliza a nosotros la iglesia, tú y yo somos la iglesia para proclamar la libertad God did the work. Peter did what I'm doing today, just proclaiming, proclaiming his word. But God does the work. And uh, he continues to use you and I to fulfill his work. Espero que esta mañana, al recordar estas verdades que nos enseña este pasaje, seas animado y desafiado a ser más intencional en proclamar la libertad que hay en Cristo a personas que son diferentes a ti. So this morning I hope that you'll see these these truths that we've learned this morning and they will be an encouragement to you but they will also be a challenge to you to be more intentional in proclaiming the gospel to people that don't look like you. La primera de ellas es porque Dios no hace distinción de personas para ofrecer su libertad. God doesn't make any distinction. He shows no partiality to share share the freedom that is in Christ. No tenemos que hacer por qué hacerlo nosotros. So we don't have any reason to do it either. Y la segunda es que las personas que nos rodean están presas, cautivas por Satanás y necesitan escuchar que hay libertad en Cristo. And the people that are around us that have not been freed truly are captives of Satan and they need to be freed with the gospel of Christ. Gracias a Dios por su palabra. We thank the Lord for his word. Porque ella nos anima y nos desafía a cumplir el propósito que tenemos tú y yo como iglesia del Señor. Because his word encourages us and challenges us to complete the purpose that he's, he left with us here. Oremos. Let's pray. Padre Celestial, gracias por tu palabra. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Gracias porque ella nos confronta We thank you that your word confronts us. Pero nos anima But it also encourages us. Para cum aquel que tú nos has dado. To fulfill the mandate that you, you left with us. Lord, we ask your forgiveness because maybe we're not doing it like we should be. Perdónanos, Señor, porque quizá no estamos viendo la necesidad de la gente, la verdadera necesidad que tienen. Forgive us, Lord, uh, when we don't see the, the, need, the true need of the people around us. Pero esta mañana, Señor, al leer tu palabra, que podamos ser animados, fortalecidos, desafiados para proclamar tu evangelio. But this morning, as we read your word, may we be encouraged and strengthened and challenged to proclaim the gospel. Señor de los cielos, úsanos para tu gloria. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would use us for your glory. Y danos el gozo, Señor, de poder hablarle a las personas de la libertad que hay en ti. And give us the joy uh, to speak to people about the freedom that, that we find in you. En Cristo Jesús. In Jesus' name. Amén. Amén.